Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Barely a week goes by without us hearing about some fresh behind-the-scenes drama in the entertainment world. Whether it's a director getting fired from a big-budget movie, or stories of stressful crunch periods on AAA video games. Whenever you have hundreds and hundreds of people working on a project together, it's simply inevitable that there will be clashes from time to time, and Doctor Who is no exception. Every single era of the show has suffered from its own unique production problems, but without a doubt the most interesting bits of drama to discuss are the bust-ups between creatives, and in that department, the TARDIS doors are just about ready to burst. With that in mind, I'm Will for Who Culture, and here are 10 Doctor Who behind-the-scenes bust-ups the BBC doesn't want you to know. 10. Peter Capaldi vs. Gareth Roberts Gareth Roberts began writing on Doctor Who episodes with 2007's The Shakespeare Code, and went on to pen the likes of The Unicorn and the Wasp, Planet of the Dead, and The Lodger. Hardly timeless classics, but entertaining stuff nonetheless. He also wrote a single episode during the Peter Capaldi years, with 2014's The Caretaker, his final contribution to the world of televised Who. Officially, it's unknown why he wasn't asked back for Capaldi's final two seasons, but a prevalent rumour within fan circles claims to hold the answer. The rumour states that Roberts got into a major falling out with Capaldi on the set of The Caretaker, due to some inappropriate behaviour on the writer's part. Again, Roberts didn't return for the rest of the Capaldi era, and this bust-up, if true, would explain why. Roberts was also fired from a Doctor Who anthology book in the summer of 2019, so it's not unheard of for him to be in trouble with the BBC. 9. Terence Dix vs. Robert Holmes A much more amicable falling out during the production of the classic series, the clash between Terence Dix and Robert Holmes over the fourth Doctor serial, The Brain of Morbius, does have a happy ending. Tasked with bringing the scripts for The Brain of Morbius to life, Dix took heavy inspiration from Mary Shelley's classic novel Frankenstein. He wanted to write a story about a character called Morbius, who crash lands on a planet, forcing his robot servant to build him a new body using random parts from other creatures. And unfortunately, this is where his vision for The Brain of Morbius took a major hit. Unsatisfied with the story that Dix had turned in, script editor Robert Holmes significantly altered Dix's scripts. Naturally, Dix wasn't too pleased when he read the revised scripts, and he demanded demanded that his name be removed from the serial entirely. In response, Holmes credited the serial to Robin Bland, which reportedly Dix was greatly amused by. 
8, Neil Gaiman versus Stephen Moffat. Another script-related clash between creatives, Gaiman wrote two Doctor Who episodes for Matt Smith, and while one of them, The Doctor's Wife, is universally loved, the other, Nightmare in Silver, is regarded as a major misfire. Unsurprisingly then, Gaiman wasn't best pleased with the way the latter episode turned out, and in a chat with The Telegraph, he explains that Nightmare in Silver left him with a bad taste in his mouth, taking shots at an unnamed somebody who took his great script and turned it into a bad episode. Now, we don't know for certain who's involved here because Gaiman doesn't provide a name, but it's highly likely that Stephen Moffat, the showrunner at the time, was involved, as he would have had a lot of influence over other writers' scripts. 7. John Wiles vs Maureen O'Brien An often overlooked dispute that resulted in the departure of a companion, Maureen O'Brien's Vicky was written out of Doctor Who in the 1965 serial The Myth Makers, all because the actress was vocal about the way her character was being portrayed. When these criticisms reached the ears of producer John Wiles, he was not pleased in the slightest. In fact, rather than working with O'Brien to talk through some of the issues she had with Vicky, he thought to hell with it and decided to have her written out instead, forcing writer Donald Cotton to make a amendments to the script. O'Brien was reportedly shocked when she was told that the Mythmakers would be her final Doctor Who story, and while she clearly wasn't too enthusiastic about playing Vicky, it was rather underhanded of Wiles to just get rid of her with a snap of his fingers. 6. Tom Baker vs John Nathan Turner Tom Baker starred in Doctor Who for an insanely long time, so it's not really surprising he didn't get along with everybody he worked with. The legendary actor played the lead role from 1974 until 1981, and according to the man himself, it was a feud with producer John Nathan Turner that made him realise his Doctor Who days were over. Baker has stated that there was nothing about Nathan Turner's showrunning style that he liked, adding that he found him unbearable and that there was a lot of tension between between the both. Nathan Turner is a controversial figure within the Doctor Who fandom, and clearly, he was also a controversial figure behind the scenes, too. 5. Stephen Moffat vs Caroline Skinner Whenever fans are dishing out the credit or the blame for a particular story decision, the showrunner is usually the first person they'll single out. But it's not like these folks make Doctor Who entirely on their own. As well as having an army of production staff at their disposal, each showrunner also works closely with their producers to dictate the overall feel and flow of each series. As a result, this relationship is hugely important to the success of the show, and reportedly, it broke down during the production of Series 7. According to Bleeding Cool, Stephen Moffat and executive producer Caroline Skinner had a very public row at a BBC event in February 2013, with Moffat telling her that she was erased from Doctor Who. While this is just a rumour, the fact that Skinner stepped down one month later does hint that there's truth to this feud. 4. Stephen Burkoff vs Douglas McKinnon The 11th Doctor story, The Power of Three, is one of the better scripts written by current showrunner Chris Chibnall, but the episode isn't perfect because it completely falls flat in its final stretch. A promising build-up involving around an invasion of black cubes leads to an abrupt conclusion in which the mastermind behind said invasion, the Shakri, just vanishes, leaving the Doctor to fix everything with a few waves of his sonic screwdriver. It's one of those cases where you can almost see the behind-the-scenes trouble bleed through to the screen, and reportedly, this rushed finale is a result of Shakri actor Stephen Burkoff being an absolute nightmare to work with. Apparently, Burkoff just would not act for director Douglas McKinnon, meaning that there simply wasn't enough usable footage of him to assemble a proper finale. Actors, man, they're the freaking worst.
3. Christopher Eccleston vs Keith Bowick While Christopher Eccleston's unhappiness during the making of Doctor Who is a well-known story within the fanbase, one aspect of this case that often goes underreported is exactly why he was so unhappy in the first place. Combing through the details, there's one prominent figure that seems to have played a significant role in Eccleston's misery. Keith Bowick. Bowick was the director of the very first season one production block, helming the episodes Rose, Aliens of London, and World War III, and it's heavily rumoured that this filming period was a total disaster. It's claimed that Bowick and Eccleston had a major fight on set, and it's also rumoured that a significant chunk of Bowick's footage had to be reshot because it was unusable. Eccleston's own comments seem to support this, with him attributing a lot of his problems to the first production block. 2. Eric Saywood vs John Nathan-Turner To say that the relationship between John Nathan-Turner and Eric Saywood was prickly would be a gross understatement. Saywood has not been coy in sharing his scathing opinions about Nathan-Turner, and in the years since his Doctor Who exit, he's gone into more detail about how Nathan-Turner pushed him towards leaving. I was getting very fed up with the way Doctor Who was being run, largely by John Nathan-Turner, his attitude, and his lack of insight into what makes a television series like Doctor Who work. Saywood also called Nathan Turner unpleasant, criticising the poor working environment he created, as well as taking shots at his pappy pantomime episode endings. 1. John Barrowman vs Stephen Moffat The insanely popular Captain Jack Harkness was first introduced in a Stephen Moffat story, Series 1's The Empty Child slash The Doctor Dances. Because of this, it's quite hard to imagine why actor John Barrowman would ever have cause to butt heads with Moffat, and yet that's exactly what he's been doing over the last several years. Before returning in early 2020, the last time we'd seen Captain Jack was in the finale of Torchwood in 2011. Despite fans clamouring for him to return, he was nowhere to to be seen throughout the 2010s, and according to Barrowman, Moffat is the person to blame for this. In August 2016, the actor said, as long as Stephen Moffat is involved, Jack will not be back, before telling the Radio Times that certain egos were blocking a Torchwood revival, which many assumed was another dig at Moffat. Responding to Barrowman's comments, Moffat said that he wasn't blocking Torchwood's return, and that he would be very happy to see more. It's also worth noting that Moffat wanted to include Jack in the 11th Doctor episode A Good Man Goes to War, but scared conflicts prevented Barrowman from appearing. At the very least, we know that Jack is back in the show now, so hopefully Barrowman can leave it in the past and keep involved with the show moving forward. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.